Welcome to episode 84 of Stage Worthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stage Worthy features conversations in Canadian theatre with artists of all stripes, from actor to director to playwright and more. If you want to draw me a line, I would love to hear from you. You can find Stage Worthy on Facebook and Twitter at Stage Worthy Pod, and you can find the website at stageworthypodcast.com. My guests are Melanie Pine and Chris Whitby from Triple Bypass Productions. Triple By Press presents Adult Entertainment playing now as part of the 2017 edition of the Toronto Fringe Festival. to this play adult entertainment for the fringe specifically I think there is four characters mm-hmm. so simple is always better for the fringe <laughs> yes we l- like the right it's snappy it's yeah I, we, I mean we were kind of going through plays and going through plays and, and some plays would grab some of us and others would grab some of uh, some of the other uh, folks in the team, and and uh, it was hard to kind of get everyone on the same page. And we all kind of looked at adult entertainment, and it was just like, oh, I like this yeah. one. Yeah, well, I like this one too. Yeah, I like this. One. We all we're all in agreement, and, and it's uh, it's really is just as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it was just one of those things where um, we just all really enjoyed the read. And, uh, and sometimes, I mean, I, I, when we pick our plays, it's, it's hard to put into words exactly why we are drawn to a play. Usually it's just, it's, it's instinctual, like mm. that we are drawn to something. And then, and then we kind of, through the process, discover why we actually, we but find those answers. Do you through. tend to be like dark comedies with some Heart. Yeah, there's always like a you know we have our tastes, but but uh, but yeah, but then uh, we end up discovering even deeper throughout the whole process, which is always kind of fun. Aside from uh, dark comedy, uh, is there some? Are there other themes that you are drawn to in the in the things that you've done previously? So we met in uh, an acting class. Um, it was. Carter Thor, right? When we first started, and then it turned mm-hmm. to Strayon. They turned into Strayon. They changed the name to Strayon. And so Chris was a coach. Uh, I came with Amanda Armagon, and TJ Chesley was also a coach monitor. And there's sort of a focus on telling stories, and the four of us are sort of drawn to each other, and mm-hmm. we have the same sort of... Uh, Sensibilities. Yeah, vision. Yeah. And so we just... Uh, we did a scene in class from um, Savage and Limbo that Amanda brought, and then TJ really liked it and was like, let's put it on, and we invited uh, Chris to be in it and our other friend, Amy, and it kind of formed Triple Bypass, and then we mm-hmm. did that, and it was really successful at Storefront, and then we decided, let's do another one, mm-hmm. and it developed, now it's our fifth. Fifth. Yeah, it's our fifth, fifth production in, I guess, like three three years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been it's been good little runs that we've we've been doing and kind of building. Cool. Yeah. How's the fringe preparation been going? Um, fringe is sort of in in flux. They've moved offices. They no longer have uh, that rehearsal space. Yeah. It was so great. They yeah. don't have 
now they're moving to a different place for the Fringe Club. But how's it? How's it been getting ready for a Fringe? I don't even want to say two point oh, like Fringe. <laughs> 3.0, well, this whatever. year they've like redid the website and everything that mm-hmm. you're doing all the online sort of questionnaires and publicity and mm-hmm. all that. So it's helpful in the sense that they give you deadlines and sort of outlines. So you just plug in the information as best you can mm-hmm. to the knowledge that you have. Whereas when you're doing it on your own, you've got to sort of yeah, set yeah. your own deadlines. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it is sometimes overwhelming because. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, like organizing rehearsals and then acting yourself and then producing with, of course, a great team. But it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of late nights, but mm-hmm. we love it. So it's, it, but Fringe is so cool to give you the opportunity to do work in a theater that normally we would never be able to afford, right? Mm-hmm. So we did uh, Pass Marai, which is yeah, we did theater Pass Marai Main Space two fringes ago when we did we did uh, Skunkweed mm-hmm. there, and uh, and yeah, I mean that was such an amazing theater to. To perform in, mm-hmm. and now this time we have Tarragon main space. So nice. we've, we've been lucky yeah, really with lucky. with our with the uh, spaces that we've been granted from them. So yeah, yeah, that's one of the. I mean, to to get to work in spaces like that, yeah, and for you know that you saw in high school, be like one thousands. day, yeah, oh, walk on that yeah. stage, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. offers you the opportunity. Yeah. So it's, yeah, we're really yeah, great. Um, in terms of the the new like the new the new website and the new stuff like that is it uh, are, are you able to see your ticket sales in real time is that have they moved over I that kind of system I don't or? think they've quite gone on sale yet I would have to double check that date um, I'm not sure that is one thing they release information mm-hmm. as sort yeah. of the steps unfold mm-hmm. so that I would have to mm-hmm. read that, more that documents could be, that could be a bit of a curse though like being able to see your sales in real time they did that in Edmonton and you could really fall down. A, I'm just going to refresh the page again. I'm just going to refresh the page. Oh. Again. Yeah, page again. and especially if uh, if you know when you got to get ready for a performance that mm. day, and you're worried about oh, we only have three ticket sales for yeah. our, you know what I mean. And sometimes you just got to let it go and just trust that you're going to get 15 or 20 walk-ups that day. And or most of like are walk-ups, I would say. Well, they were. I mean, now, I guess they have the passage now more, because you can popular. you can sell out in advance so there's fewer opportunities for walk-ups in the last couple of years people can buy like 100% of the tickets in advance so like a show can sell out even before it opens mm. if well, you're like lucky to reach <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. there's not would that be nice um and I ask you both about uh, your theater background. Like, um, how did you come to the theater? What 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 made you want to get involved in theater? Uh, did did you go to school for theater? What did you? Uh, well, I uh, I started back uh, when I was in college. I was doing something completely different, and uh, I uh, um, ended up going down uh, a buddy of mine. And I, we, uh, we decided we wanted to go explore, uh, like improv. Mm. So we started taking classes at second city and, uh, yeah, I, uh, our first class, I was like right in the little beginner le- level. I had never done any acting before, uh, before that, but I was always a bit of a mimic in growing up as a kid and stuff. And, and, uh, and, uh, about halfway through the class, our teacher, uh, Janet Vandegraaff, she, she said, I want, because we were doing very basic things, and she, she's like, but I want you to see what you, this can lead to. So she took us over to the Tim Sims Playhouse, which is no, no longer around anymore, but she took us over there to see there was a free improv show there with some of the more uh, advanced improvisers around Second City, and, she, and went and saw it. And, and uh, I was like, 
I want to do that. Mm. Like that was it. Mm. In my, that changed my life that day. Mm. So, um, yeah, so that's where I started. I went through the conservatory there and graduated out of the conservatory, did a lot of like kind of sketch and, and improv. And then I, I just kind of started veering into scripted material, doing plays. And, and I always like, you know, I was, I was looking at, at myself and thinking, it's like, well, who are my heroes? Who, who, who do I look up to in this mm. industry? And it was always more dramatic actors. Mm. And so I, uh, I started looking and exploring more into like, um, th- more theater and, and studying, uh, like, for like film and TV on camera stuff. And, and that's kind of what, that's, that's where it went. Mm. And that's where I've been going ever since. Can I ask you what yeah. your initial college, what you were initially? Oh, I was in the, for radio broadcasting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's performance-based. It's still performance-based. I, I actually went to, to radio because I, I uh, like I said, when I was a kid, I was always a bit of a mimic. I could do voices and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, oh, I want to get into doing like, like voices for cartoons. Mm. Right. And, but how do I do that? I was like, well, maybe I'll start with radio. <laughs> and I go in, and I, I went in there, and I actually, and I actually built through. If there was anything I got from radio broadcasting program, uh, was that I, uh, when we always did commercials and all that kind of stuff, I always made sure I was doing character voices. Mm-hmm. And when or when I was writing the commercials that we had to do for assignments, I would make sure that they were very character based, mm-hmm. so I could do voices and stuff like that. And I ended up was able to cut myself a, a little demo reel from it, mm-hmm. and uh, and um, but. I did. I didn't finish radio. I was. I was a little bit short. And it, but at that point, I had already decided I wanted to move into going to act, going, going into acting and and stuff. And I, you know, so it didn't really bother me. I didn't really care that much. But, um, but then, uh, funny enough, uh, you know, I never really got into doing any kind of animation voiceover stuff initially when I came out but it's just been in the last few years through acting and stuff like that now I have been doing some I've done some voicing and, on some animation and, and that kind of stuff so it's kind of funny how it became Called full circle one day. so much fun oh yeah yeah and it's I just so I have but I have some friends who who kind of get projects there I have a friend who's got a recording studio mm. who gets projects stuff like that so whenever we need uh, people doing voiceover I'll call my actor friends mm-hmm. like, come on come on yeah, yeah. he needs help he needs help he needs help so yeah. we come and do it yeah so did you, was it difficult making that transition? Like, did you... Some people, people change a major or a focus in their life. They mm-hmm. worry about not just if it's going to be difficult. They worry about what other people are going to think, friends, family, that sort of thing. The, the, you, you mean the transition from radio to from acting? radio to acting, yeah. It, it was a little... Well, it wasn't a difficult decision for me... Uh, to go from radio to because I did discover when I was in the program I didn't I didn't love radio mm. and I and it's one of those things I think you do have to love it yeah because there is a it is a it's not a uh, yeah it's a struggle like yeah. like 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 you know like acting is it is a struggle and I think you especially if you want to be an on air personality you gotta you know you gotta go pay your dues out in you know armpit Manitoba yeah and, you know and they pay nothing to do those yeah. those some of those uh hosting shows out there and stuff so um yeah so it wasn't a hard decision for me to make that because I just fell in love with 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 performing and acting and stuff like that but the the dilemma I did have coming out was whether I should go back to school hmm. it's like does this mean I should go to theater school hmm. and uh, that I did have, cause I was already, you know, I had, I had two years at college and 
in debt from that. Yeah. And then it's like, do I want to accumulate more debt to go do this? And, you know, especially for a profession that's, you know, you're not coming out getting a, a doctor's wage, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, or anything like that. So uh, I did wrestle with that for quite a while. And then op- ultimately I opted just to, go- there were so many independent mm-hmm. workshop schools in, in the mm-hmm. city that you could do it as you go along and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I opted to just, just, I didn't end up going to theater school. Mm-hmm. I just started doing it basically. Was it uh, when, when you when in when you finished and you started that was what you doing taking the classes and mm-hmm. stuff how long did it take for you to start finding your footing as an actor uh, in, was that in Toronto that you were doing that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I've been I've been here um, the whole time um, to find my footing it's it's uh, I'd say it probably took it took a few years I guess like in what sense do you mean like like as well, I mean I don't in other somebody was in another profession I might say when did you start working mm. or like when did you start making a living <laughs> right from, right right but I mean theater is like so hit and miss yeah like, yeah like, finding like your niche your footing like like learning that you were wanting to produce work and things like that how did, right how long did that take to find to find that oh I think you know I think you go through phases as as an actor when you first when you first um, jump into it and you're just like, and you know, you do that first show and, and people come, oh, you were great. You were great. You were great. That was so good. And you, you had such an amazing experience and you're on top of the world, whether you really were that great, who knows, but like, but you know, you're, you're on top of the world and you, and you've hit that first, you caught the bug, you know, yeah. you caught the bug and now you, you just want to go full throttle. And then, and then you start getting into it, and then all of a sudden, it, you you start to, uh, you know, uh, um, hit challenges, mm-hmm. right? And you start to hit challenges, and you start to realize you need to work. Mm-hmm. You need to keep working at this. It's yeah. not something when you realize it's not going to happen overnight or in a few years or this and that. And then, and then you you start to hit these crossroads. Yeah. And I think. Um, I think it was probably, you know, one of the things uh, Melanie mentioned our, the acting studio we we met at was Carter Thor Studios, and I think it was when I went to that studio, mm. which was about I think I was twenty nine, twenty nine or mm-hmm. thirty when I started that studio, and. I, it was just like that's where I kind of discovered what it meant, what it mm. was to be an actor, mm-hmm. and the importance of being an actor, yeah. and and it, I had the freedom to really explore, you know, unapologetically what I need to explore to, into whether characters I'm playing and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and not afraid to be judged or or any of those kind of things. And I think that's it was when I went into that studio is when I really kind of started to get my footing mm-hmm. and starting to. Be a professional, mm-hmm. really. I mean, I had had agents and stuff yeah. like that leading up to that stuff. But, you know, as far as, like, making the work more important mm-hmm. and, and, and such, it was really at that studio, I think, mm-hmm. when, I, when I really... And then the, yeah. they tell you value mm-hmm. and that you can say no to some commercial, like, that you have, um, yeah, a certain... St- Strengths, you have your as, own as, agency. Yeah, 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 that you yeah. can, um, and then when you go into an audition room, don't ask permission. Tell them I'm going to put this chair here. Mm-hmm. You ready to go? He gave you, you know, that your integrity. That yeah. you, he, he, they always said, don't lose your integrity as an actor, and 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 that, you know, 
that don't worry about what other people are doing and don't worry trust about yourself. yeah he said just trust the process and 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 understand and just go in there and say well this is how i'm going to play this role mm-hmm. whether they like it or not that's out of my hands yeah. but this is how i would play this role if they cast me i think that every actor should spend some time or at least one day on the other side of the table mm. not it's, <clears throat> not auditioning but as an auditioner, it whether you're reading, yeah. whether you are, you learn so much yeah. about mostly what not to do, yeah. which, is, <laughs> which is helpful. Yeah, I, I, I sat behind the table of a, of a, uh, of a TV series. I was, I was the reader, and they were casting a TV series. And uh, so they were – and this was a, uh, a series that had – there was a lot of different ethnicities in the characters, and there was a lot of – Characters like mm-hmm. a lot of it was a it was an ensemble cast, mm-hmm. and uh, so they were seeing a lot of people, and um, and so yeah, I saw so many people come in, and I was reading, and and uh, you know I saw you know you know working actors, mm-hmm. people you you you, you kind of recognized and stuff that would come in there, and you're like oh wow, and and uh, and what surprised me was that like you know they weren't blowing people out of the water like they came in and they were just doing pretty average auditions you know and stuff like that it was it was a bit of an eye-opener some people yeah. came in and, and were fantastic and, yeah. and then some people were disappointing and 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 who knows why it just goes to show everyone has off days and that's right and or sometimes these roles are just not right for that yeah. for that person or, or whatever it is right yeah. but it just goes to show you know like you just have to go in and and you know prepare yourself for it and go in and do it and yeah, I've, the watched, chips I've watched people lose their lose their ro- that role the moment they walk in the door. Sure, <clears throat> just something about the way that they walk in the door, and everybody's like, "Well, not them." Yeah, I saw someone walk in, and they were just so insecure. Yeah, uh, that Weird. there's like there's no way they're going to get hired. It's Be- that whole thing you were just saying, Melanie, about about uh, not needing to ask permission, like. It's your time to take up space yeah. and feel comfortable doing yeah. that. Yeah, and it takes time. I think when you do that in an audition, it gives it gives them the confidence to go. Okay, we can. We don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. you know, especially yeah. if they don't know you mm-hmm. as an actor. They're seeing you for the first time. At least they can go. Well, they, they they seem to know what they're doing. So yeah, and they know they you know they're not like oh, is it okay if I do this? Was that yeah. all right with you? You're just, as, you're, you know? just t- you're showing them that you know I've got you. We're okay. Yeah, yeah. Just let me take care of you for these ten minutes, and uh, then we'll go. And on. if you want me to go in a completely different direction, <clears throat> yeah, I can do that too. Just but you this know, is what but I'm this is my right yeah, yeah my sort of. Yeah. yeah, I think that's ultimately they just want to see you make some some choices. choices yeah. You know, they don't, and then they may not be the best choices. It may not be the right choices, but at least you're making choices, and then they'll adjust you. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's the other thing they want to see. It's yes. like, can you take the adjustments? Yeah, because if you can't, then you're not going to get hired either. No, that's it's a big thing. Yeah, because even when we've been uh, auditioning for different parts and different shows that we've put on to be uh, on the other side of the table, even if it's. Um, Sometimes we know the people and sometimes they're complete strangers to see someone. They may not be perfect, but they absolutely go for it. And we are cracking up and we are so behind mm-hmm. them and they try different stuff and they go, oh, nope, never mind. Let me do something. And it's just, and those are the people because we see the enthusiasm and the love and mm-hmm. that's. Yeah, they just went the, for it. And then we're like, they yeah. They just fully committed yeah. to it. Even yeah. if it wasn't what we envisioned or perfect, we're like, but 
look what they did just without yeah. on their own and that's some yeah some of the people that we've worked with have been really great yeah and then there were some other auditions that we've we've seen where i'm like i just can't believe how <laughs> not prepared these people oh, are yeah right that they're coming in and and you know it's like they're reading the script for the very first time and yeah well that always tells you that you're not going to work with that person like if they're that unprepared for their audition how how prepared are they going to be for the yeah. the actual thing? And also to see some people that are so prepared and they're really great, but something like our director goes like not for this part, mm-hmm. and that's an interesting lesson as an actor as well to know that you may be so great, but it just isn't your yeah. role. Now you have to be gracious and just sort of be like, oh, that's great. Well, yeah. next time. Did you ever find? Did you find? Cause I've found this during auditions, like two days of auditions, and at the end of each day going over all these headshots and going like, do I remember these people? And I'd be like, oh, I remember that guy. He was terrible. Like, <laughs> those are the people that stand out. And so you end up having to have these conversations like, this guy, do you, does, everybody, does everybody remember their audition? What notes did I take? Mm. Was he good? Was he... Because the good people don't stand out quite as well as the bad <laughs> for some reason. Probably yeah. because the bad are... So bad. Like, so bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, they tend to be like, that's a story. Yeah. That I will tell, itself. you know? But... Courage. What yeah, courage? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But yeah. generally, I find that the people who were right for the part, hmm. most of the time, we've been in in agreement. Like we say, we maybe we can narrow down to maybe three, three or then... yeah, two, three, or four people where we go. Okay, I think I think it's going to come down to these people, and we're usually all in agreement of that. It's usually mm-hmm. kind of yeah. obvious. Yeah, it's and it's rare that we're like. Hum and Han over two people. And sometimes it does come down to like the body type that is mentioned by mm. the playwright or it has to be in relation to another character and it's yeah. just like, well, we need a sh- smaller guy for this even though somebody who was six foot was fabulous. But it, yeah. So it, but yeah, it's interesting to be on the flip side and there's way more things that sort of... Yeah, because yeah, there, there is something game. to be said about the picture. Yeah. You yeah. know, the picture, yeah. like whether it's, whether it's a movie, but also the picture on stage when you're yeah. sitting there and if you were to look at everything with the with the with the with the uh, like all the cast and in costumes and, the and then the, the set the lighting and stuff like that and you see it mm-hmm. as a whole there's so, there's something to be said about that yeah. and and uh, so it's important yeah you know? I mean I've been in the situation of like knowing that we wanted a particular girl for a role and then like when we were talking about the the gentleman who might be acting with her mm-hmm. the question became like can I see him with her like for that particular role like she's really bloodthirsty can he hold his own mm-hmm. against this mm. her in that role no mm. you know we couldn't see that in them so. yeah well I, I think one of the best examples that we have of that was from our, our last show uh, we did was Den of Thieves uh, and uh, and um, uh, Michael Eisner mm-hmm. um, played the role of Flacco who's like this white guy he thinks he's kind of Spanish you know? he thinks he's like a street hey, dog right yeah. yeah right and and so he's he's with uh, Melanie's character who's who's a, a, a stripper right and, and and Melanie is how tall are you Melanie 5'9 you're 5'9 and we had you in heels yeah. too so you were probably about 6'1 right and Michael is probably you know he's probably what like 5 uh, I don't want to I don't know, but yeah. But he's, 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 <laughs> he's short. Sure. He's on the shorter yeah, end yeah, of things, yeah. right? But that dynamic for that particular play, mm-hmm. it just worked so well. Yeah. Right? And, but uh, his character was massive. Massive. Like, he just took over that, you know, yeah. he held yeah. his own against anybody. So yeah, that yeah, was yeah. really fun. But just the image of it was just, <laughs> it was just so, it was so funny. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. so that worked really well. 
Cool. Melanie, I want to make sure that we get some time to talk about, about your, because we can keep going oh, about yeah. all this stuff, but um, your your theater background, what drew you to the theater, what was your journey to get to where you uh, are? Uh, it's, it's funny, I think I wanted to be, I, I, I watched Little Mermaid and I realized, I know it was a cartoon, but I was like, I want to be the voice. Ah, and then my mom took us to see when we were quite small the Phantom of the Opera mm-hmm. and she said I've never seen you sit so still but I didn't want to be Christine because she's boring I wanted to be the Phantom and then I realized that I can sing but I'm not a singer that mm-hmm. wasn't my forte and then I just was in speech competitions and lip syncing and silly things like that when you're a kid and then I went to Unionville High School in the arts York for drama and met some really great people and then I have really supportive parents, and they're like, if you want this, it's not going to be easy, but we're going to, you love it, so we're not going to, you know, force you down a path that you don't want to go down. So I went to theater school, I went to Humber for a year and a half, and then I was kicked out of their program, and then I went to Fanshawe, Mm -hmm. and uh, did some courses at Seneca, and then went to Vancouver thinking, you know, it's all going to happen out there, I'll be the next Gillian Anderson, and then came back when it didn't. Uh, and then, yeah, I went to Carter Thor, and yeah, sort of everything took off from there. Was there a point when it went from, you know, a little girl saying, I want to be the voice of the, the Little Mermaid, to realizing that you would, did this, because everybody else, you know, they might, in your, in your class or your friends might have been talking about, like, other careers they were going to do, and maybe at one time it was, we're going to be doctors, policemen, mm-hmm. astronauts, and then it became like... I'll definitely say astro- I want to be an astronaut, but I'm awful at math and science. And well, I there's that. that because when I was a kid, age. I didn't know how much math and science was involved in being an astronaut. I just knew you got to go to space. Well, yeah, my dad's like, well, you need to know your times tables. And then I was like, well, <laughs> oh, you forget know. about that. Well, I've seen Apollo 13, so I can play an- I can do anything yeah. without being anything. Isn't yeah. that exciting for a kid to, yeah, just be able to always play? But I think it was probably, yeah, getting to high school. Mm. And then being in, we did, like, Waiting for Godot, mm-hmm. and I had a teacher who um, uh, cast me as Lucky and the boy. Mm-hmm. And I was never, like, I was shy and just probably quiet and stuff, and he was the first one that sort of gave me a chance, and he's like, you hold, can hold silence. Mm-hmm. And he was a teacher, teenager, I was like, that's interesting, I don't know how or why, and then it was just from there I figured out that I love this, mm-hmm. I love it, this is the most terrifying, but magical feeling in the world and then I was just like I, I, I want it <laughs> for better or for worse this is what I wanted to do um, and when do you decide that you wanted to be producing your own work yeah, I think it definitely came out of uh, meeting these other lovely folks into a bypass and just because how long are you going to wait and maybe nobody will ever think I'm going to be the next Meryl Streep so <laughs> we have to do something that you can give yourself opportunities mm. and other people opportunities and do the work that you want to put on and tell mm. the stories that we wanted to give a voice to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that was one of the things, uh, another thing that Carter Thor was really uh, big on was, was creating your own work and not sitting by the phone waiting for your agent to call. Um, so, uh, and just getting out there and meeting people and, and working you know, with people, and if there's people in the class that you like working with, you admire their work. Write a script with them, do something with them, you know, and and get other and, and just do stuff because I mean, it's not like 
you know, we're going to the, uh, you know, our, uh, our actor's cubicle nine to five every, every uh-huh. day, right. To sit there and do acting work for some company, right? Like it's, 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 uh, you can sit there and go through long droughts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it was, it was about, you know, who had discipline and passion to sort of pursue it. And then we'd have each other's backs to go like, don't, don't quit. Yeah. Don't quit. You're really, and Chris is a coach too, and uh-huh. a director and stellar. Uh-huh. Like he very, very clever. Like he'll come over and say one thing to you in a scene. And uh-huh. I'm like, your heart just <laughs> blows open. And I'm like, of course, why can't I do that for myself? So it's also great to have, uh-huh. and you've helmed a lot of our shows. I feel like you've been the rock and, uh-huh. and some of the, the characters. And it's so great to have those different energies uh-huh. that, uh, yeah, sort of put together our, company yeah it's Mm. amazing to see how in the last 10 years or so how creating your own work has become an essential part of a theater career well i I, it's also i think of 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 film and tv too like Mm. i i love theater i I love storytelling generally Mm. and I, i i love film and tv i love doing voice work i love being on stage and it's to me it's it's all the same thing um and uh and uh, it's the same with film and TV mm-hmm. too. Like getting out there and creating your own work, you can, you, you know, like you, I think they they call Toronto a satellite city, mm-hmm. and and with satellite cities in the industry, you know, a lot of like with film and TV stuff, like especially with American stuff that comes up here, it's it's uh, you know they cast a lot in LA, and then they just, they cast all the kind of smaller mm-hmm. roles here. So mm-hmm. so when you are lucky enough to get an audition you'll get in there and it's for a half a page or yeah. whatever right and it's not really getting the your 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 juices going yeah. you know what i mean and then and also i, I mean theater it can be it can be cliquey mm-hmm. too right and so and it's hard like i i mean like i said i didn't go to theater school and so i've never auditioned had an audition for can mm-hmm. stage i've never had an audition for tarragon they won't they've never called me in so it can be difficult too right mm-hmm. so so it's just like a matter at some point you just go Fuck it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If if no one wants to see me, then I'm just going to go do the work that I want to do. And I think more often than not, people, it leads to more work mm. that yeah. way. Because people will come and then they see you work. And they see you in a position where, like, you are, you know, playing a lead role in a play. And yeah. you get to do the full arc of a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than just you know, playing a couple of pages or something like that. You get to really explore and, and really kind of challenge yourself and stuff like that. So there's passion also goes a long way. Like if somebody sees, Oh wait, this guy produced this thing and it was good. And like the passion that like, I want to work with that kind of, that kind of passion to, to, to put something together. Um, that can, that can really help too. Yeah. Also, um, not being a dick. Well, too, right? <laughs> like there's also I mean, that right like people that's, that's, that's huge. <laughs> yeah there's also that that's element huge. too right that yeah like like talent passion and not being an asshole like it's just uh, and, and the want to always learn yeah yeah and learn from other people and, yeah. and see what else you can collaborate to yeah. mm-hmm. do together like uh we've brought on tom samurl is another member of our uh company and he's from the states and he's uh, an awesome addition and also like brings a different flavor mm-hmm and yeah, it's very well versed yeah. in acting in theater. So, yeah, it's uh, it's an adventure. It's a lot of work, it but lot, it's, it is it's a lot of work. Yeah, well that's for worth sure. it when yeah. you can say like, 
without anyone's permission, we other than the playwright giving us permission mm. to do it, but yeah. we did that, yeah. and for better or for worse, that because it, it's if you're a car- carpenter or something, mm-hmm. you see the product at the end of the day. So yeah. to be able to see the show, whether you're in it or not, mm-hmm. but just know that that was my creation. Yeah. That's the object that you put out into the world. Mm-hmm. Is uh, yeah, I don't know, satisfying or just it's it's you just feel. I don't know, I think it's pretty fucking satisfying. I think when you've made it, like, not like made it, like, at the top, but when you made the thing, like, when that curtain goes down, whether you're in it, when, like, when that show is over, you made that. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. And also, and knowing that, like, Assuming it's well received and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and just what what it effect it had on mm-hmm. someone in the audience, yeah, you know, like where they were moved mm-hmm. to like, something to have someone on the street after the French show we did, and just at the lights, and I was like, why is this guy looking at me? And he was like, skunkweed, right on, man. And, they the street. <laughs> and I was just like, oh wow, I'm certain you don't expect yeah. someone to recognize, no. but then. Yeah. Yeah, that's for whatever reason. There's something that yeah. that when mm-hmm. when we did skunkweed. At uh, at Fringe uh, two years ago, I was sitting in the beer tent, and I, I had there was some guy standing uh, just kind of a little bit off from me, and I, and I thought he was like waiting for someone to finish the conversation to go, and but he was actually waiting for an opportunity to come up to me, and and so when his window came up, he came up to me, he goes, hey, he goes, hey, I he goes, I just want to say to you, I really loved your show. He goes, he goes, it was so uh, amazing and, and and funny and scary and and exciting and and I was so moved and it was it was one of the best nights in the theater I think I've ever had. And I was like, whoa, I was like, wow, and for him to come up to a complete stranger, to to go out of his way to say that to yeah. me, I thought. Like that's when you go, wow, that's 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 pretty that's amazing why feeling. Yeah. yeah, I love when people like, especially people you don't know, and somebody yeah. you don't know comes up to it's you and brave. says, takes the time to say, "I really like that," or "I was moved by that," or "Thank you for doing that." It's really yeah, yeah, amazing. And then he apologized to me for not seeing the show earlier because we were we were towards <laughs> the end of our run. And I was like, dude, I go, don't worry about. It. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for seeing it, and thank yeah. you for coming up. And we still have a few shows left, so please spread the word. And, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, and sometimes was, you don't know because that one we sometimes we, you don't know. Yeah. Going into it, we thought it was a great fun story and stuff, but we didn't realize like the poignancy of it mm. until we were in it, and then we're like, oh, this is. We really found it writing, Mr. Magosian, yeah. And, and 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 what what on paper looked like kind of like a fun kind of romp. It, you know, by the end, it was really sad. We had a really sad, a pretty sad ending. It was, and so it did. It really did have a, a massive arc in the show, and and it's something again that that wasn't necessarily on the page, you know. And it, it was something we discovered through rehearsals and 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 such, and and uh, it was cool. Yeah, it was a play that we thought would just be fun, and then in the end, it moved a lot of people, and it moved us too. Yeah, big time. It was great when when those kinds of revelations happen. Like in the rehearsal, like you thought it was one thing, and then oh wait, no, it's it's something else. Yeah, it's more than just this fun rock. And, and sometimes it's not just like it's not something that happens in one moment. Mm. It's something that happens gradually. Oh, oh gradually, and then all of a sudden you look at what's become, and and it's hard to see it when you're in it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But it's not until after the fact you go, wow, look what we and sort of put yeah together. to have the plus um, trust in the playwright and the mm-hmm. director and your fellow actors because like yeah I think one thing that we're pretty big on is connection between actors because mm-hmm. no matter what we're up there 
with each other. So we've got each other's backs and we're doing this, like telling a story together. So I think it's, yeah, something really, I don't know. It, you, you don't know, see, even this one that we're doing for Fringe Now, what I might have thought when I first read it. And I was interested in a different character and people were like, no, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're Pam, mm-hmm. and then now in rehearsals, it's way more gut-wrenching and touching my heart than I expected, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, maybe this is why I shied away from it, because mm-hmm. it is something it's to easy, discuss. Or it's and- easy to do that, I think, when you're reading a script, when you already have an idea of who you might be playing in the, in, in yes, the thing, yeah. it's, 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 you can put your, you can read it with some blinders on a little bit, and you're saying you're not actually seeing the full thing and what the full purpose of the character is to the whole story and such and and it can so um yeah i mean i know when i read i was like you're pam (laughs) you're you're pam even though you you were like i don't know the feels that I, I don't know if i want to go there but but yeah and to trust the director to to have that vision and to mm. let you play and to trust you and just i think our favorite experiences with directors are they just let you go and then they're like something fell off the rails there let's figure out this moment and it's often when i'm like yeah i know i know that's when you fall back into your like actor like ticks you know that you can get away with yeah so yeah pretty at what stage in the production you guys are because fringe is like just a month away so uh have you guys been rehearsing for a while you've been rehearsing for a while how how close are you to being to being ready do you think well i this plays interesting in the fact that there's two characters two characters two characters so in rehearsing it is two people meet two people meet two people meet and then they all come together at the end so it's been a little bit easier than other plays where mm-hmm. eight people are on stage at the same time mm-hmm. trying to piece that together. It's been a challenge. Yeah, we've had some people that had to pull out for school mm-hmm. and all kinds of different things, so to get your team together. And uh, also, because there's a gun use in the show, warning, uh, and French, like, you have to have someone with the, the gun wrangler sort of license, and I was like... Yeah. Really? We didn't do that for other indie shows. We had a lockbox and all the proper things, but not someone with the full license. So to get somebody with that, and it's um, compiling it all. But yeah, as far as the acting comes, it's... I don't want to say the simpler part. Maybe it's just the, what we are... What we flow into more easily. And then, yeah, the first rehearsal is a bit more, you know, stop and start and stop and start, but he's good at writing it just mm. it's comes out of you far more easily than you might expect yeah yeah so yeah. the george f walker kind of knows a thing or two <laughs> does indeed and this yeah. one um it's it could be set back in like the early 90s or it could be today mm. so there's yeah um present feel to it mm. which is uh Cool, because hmm. often some of his plays—I don't want to say they're dated—but there is certain references to things that set you in a certain time. So it gives you a bit of freedom as well to play with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's definitely one of the things we we gravitate towards as a company. Is we like we prefer to do modern mm-hmm. modern yeah. plays. Yeah. So far, so, yeah, absolutely, so far, yeah. and and just that he's Canadian. It's a bit for Fringe. It's a it's a nice little thing that we can do because. American playouts are amazing, but when we find a Canadian one that we can put up one of theirs, then it's a double bonus as well. Yeah, well, I mean, 
when people are looking for, for plays, uh, they often don't go to the Canadian playwrights, very often, um, which, is, which is sad, because there are lots of great Canadian plays, and, and uh, a lot of times people go to, you know, those plays that they know, mm-hmm. that are usually American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we generally don't put too much emphasis on where the play's from, Um we go for, for story. It's go for first. story. Like yeah. that's that's the first and foremost thing, and and uh, and uh, and go from there. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of, and then we we don't really worry about it too much. But this is the second time we've gone into the George F. Walker's world. Wow. So. Yeah, something yeah. makes our hearts pump for yeah <laughs> for his world and his mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Mm. Um. So, you know, like I was saying, we're as we're recording this, we're about a month out from yeah. Fringe. Um, Fringe just had their their their, launch their launch. Yesterday. They switched up their website and put everything online. I was looking through today because have to start making those choices about which shows I'm going to see and things like that. And and um, are you guys you ready with your 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 flyers, your your posters, and, and all that stuff? Do you have a do you have a Fringe promotion plan? Yeah, so we have a friend who's a photographer, and we did a really cool shoot. So I think within the week, things should be arriving from said printers, and then we can start uh, posting the neighborhood and that. And then uh, Tom's also uh, past career in graphic design, mm-hmm. so that's definitely a bonus to have someone yeah. that so good and so quick that he can mm-hmm. do something in an hour that yeah, we can't have a day, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. So yeah, okay we're for going him. for... Uh, yeah, it's obviously suburban motels, so they're all in motel rooms. And, uh, yeah, some of the pictures that we've taken were sort of more um, editorial-type mm-hmm. stuff, but they've got a really cool vibe mm. and sort of a feel of the characters and who these individuals are. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm pretty exciting. excited to get it all online and unveiled and stuff. Right now, they're just doing some color correcting, he said, mm, yeah. or something, which yeah. is not my realm. So I was like, sure, send it to me as soon as you're finished. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully over the next week, everything's going to be out so we can put the producing, mm-hmm. I don't want to say on the back burner, because it's always there, but you get the You get the bulk of it, of it done, done, and then, and yeah. then so we yeah. can focus. Yes. Focus. You got to get that, the, get it out of the way the so real you can be an actor stuff. for right. a while. Right, because yeah. I never want the producing to take so much time that it takes away from the acting is mm-hmm. why we're doing it in the first place. Yeah. So. I've, I've gotten into that position where you're just like, oh, I'm too caught up in producing and I can't concentrate on this thing. It just ends up being terrible. So I have to like, yeah, be like, can you Front-loaded. ask for help? Yes, and yes. asking for help is yes. usually important. Um, in terms of like promoting the show, we just, are you, do you have a plan? Is there any kind of, uh, like, in terms of when Fringe is on... Are you are you you've got your your patter for your fringe lineups and stuff? Or are you uh, gonna wing it? Are you? Well, I I know. Well, I mean, I know. Last time, some things we did was we did some cross promos with other shows mm-hmm. where we Definitely had their like flyers that. in our program and our and and vice versa. So uh, that's a good thing I, I think to do. And then. Um, I mean, uh, you know, amongst all, despite all the online stuff, it's just like there's just good old fashioned word of mouth is to contend to be the best, the best way once once the fringe is going. But I don't know, but uh, yeah, you can hit so many people online. We've 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 we having four past shows and people mm-hmm. who have seen these shows, we can kind of tap into that. Yeah. 
as well. So, yeah, it's just and then getting in in old fashioned putting up posters and yeah. sending yeah. out postcards and. So I think our tagline is sort of. Uh, You've made your bed, now lie in it. Mm, but good. I think when you're approaching people... That is in the good. F- oh, that's <laughs> it. I haven't heard that one yet. Tom came, Tom came up with that. I can't take uh, credit. But there's something... In the French Den and going to different shows, you've really got to sort of judge your audience when you're going up to them. How do you pitch mm-hmm. the angle? Because, yep. like, yeah, when we're doing skunkweed, if you're going up to people, some of uh, the older generation that are coming out of a Shakespeare show, like, no, they're not going to go see a show called Skunkweed. Even they're, though the show really didn't have, have much anything, anything to do, to do with, with, with skunky with, weed. With the drugs. But, uh, so you've got to, yeah, I think, pick your target audience mm-hmm. if you really want to draw people yeah. in, and then people bring other people, and then it slowly starts, hopefully, circulating. Yeah. But, when, yeah, we've got... Uh, Best Ensemble. And we've also got that when we've done a 48-hour film project, and mm. I think that's what we... We never try to put anybody as a star, but if we can get a best ensemble type thing, well, I mean that's that, that's just the thing. Like you, you know, you get if you get those things, you got to use it. Yep. Right. So, so do. two years ago when we were in Fringe, we had best on. Uh, we were in Now Magazine's list of best ensembles and top productions, and we were uh, pa- patrons pick. Yep. And patrons pick. Yeah, and patrons that was cool, pick. We got so, an extra show at the end. So, like, so ah. um, <laughs> back to back. Back we to had back to back shows, shows. Yeah. We, so we did a oh. show and then we had forty five minute break and we did the then we did our the our what our, our closing show. Yeah, <gasps> so our pages pick was came in right before it and, mm-hmm. and uh, oh man we were on fire for that last show though because yeah. we were yeah. so we warmed up for it yeah because there was no break there was no time to come down no. from the first show no, so it just flying. it was flying and it was packed yeah. it was great great closing but so we got to use that stuff so we will use our 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 past uh, shows to to promote this show as well it's one of those things that that canadians are really bad about talking about themselves or maybe it's me but yeah. i think that no, uh, that i think uh, i feel the same way yeah, yeah. It's like, awkward it's, it's hard to it's hard to be like i got this yeah. you know you we're just, really we're good we're yeah. good other people said so yeah, yeah. You know? right right yeah. yeah. And it's like a very Canadian thing where you're like, yeah, we sold out, we've been selling out, or, yeah, five five ends and now, or whatever it is, you know, you just, you you should mention it, but you feel so awkward. Yeah. yeah. I will say that we put our guts in it, we mm-hmm. put our heart, we put yeah. tears and passion, and that's, I think, why you come see Triple Bypass, mm-hmm. that we do lay it out there, because it's, it's what we love, and this is the yeah. opportunity that we get to do it. And, uh, yeah, tell great stories, and really meet some great actors that mm-hmm. bring things out of you that you don't mm-hmm. necessarily expect. And I yeah. think that's the magical moments that you're just there on stage with someone and it's just you're so present and you're so in the moment and things just happen. Very yeah. safely, of course, but <laughs> if, if it's a violent thing or, or depending what it is. Out of nowhere, busted my nose right on stage. It was magical. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Best moment ever. But <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, to, yeah, to have the that mm-hmm. driving force, I think, is yeah, always behind our sort of goal in our productions. Yeah, and I, and, and you know, it's it's the the great review. If you get a great review, that does half your work for you for your promoting. It can really help. It, it really, really help. helps big time. Yeah, because that's like you know, you get that four or five ends from Now Magazine, and you're just like print up the stickers, put mm-hmm. them on your postcards, put them on the poster in the yeah. in the. Well, what was the alleyway or wherever they're going to be yeah. this year? Going to be this yeah, time, you know. We got to get that on like every poster. I did the I did the Hamilton Fringe last year, and they yeah. didn't have a really good place for posters like outside each of the venues. And I was like, why? 
Like, this is how you sell. How are like, people going to know it's there? Like, yeah. Not just there, but, like, you got to have all of the posters there. you got to have, like, a spot for all of the shows to put their stuff up, and they didn't really have that. So I'm sure that, I'm sure that Toronto Fringe will have, will have that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 You gotta they always had something. Office, Even before our transact, they had that big yeah. fence. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, they had that yeah. massive Deadly fence. Deadly stampede to oh. put up your poster. Yeah, <laughs> but it was, yeah. Oh, I'm but so if you surprised snooze, you lose. nobody died yes. when they were doing that. That we know of. Yeah. Uh, this year, I hear they're doing a parade uh, from the Honest the, Ed's the location to... The old spot down the road. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. So, you never know who... And that's what's cool about seeing the posters is the different actors and directors, mm-hmm. different people that you didn't know. Yeah. Because if you got the fringe draws, only certain person's name gets pulled, but you don't know who's associated mm-hmm. with that show or who yeah. they've cast. So it's really cool. And then, what a reunion. Yeah. Right, like once a year to be like, hey, what yeah. are you doing? You hear people's year and what yeah. they've been up to yeah. and what's upcoming, and be like, all right, man, I'll call you. And it's it's good. Yeah, I always see people well. at the French that I've seen in a while. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, someone you did a show with five, six years ago or something like that, and you haven't seen them since, and all of a sudden they're there. And yeah. You have a quick beer with them. It's like that place where you can go where you're going to see people that you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like like theater cheers. <laughs> theater <laughs> cheers that's what they should call it maybe theater cheers they maybe cheers. should they yeah. this fringe tension yeah um, you, you were were you both at the lottery or was it Melanie were you uh, I was there you with there. Amanda mm-hmm. yeah so we did not get drawn, but we got drawn first on the wait list. First on the waiting so list is a good spot. So we thought that it's, it's, with any little bit of luck, something might uh, go in our favor. If you're first on the waiting list, you're pretty much going to get in. So, we, yeah, yeah, we just uh, crossed our fingers and, mm. yeah, yeah, it's, it's exciting. a good spot to be in. Have you, do you guys regularly do the, the lottery or do you just do it when you have a project? No, we've done no, it every... We, every year we've done it without a project. <laughs> yeah, we never had a project. We just yeah, it's a, you we just put it out there we'll and then find one. Force forces you to find mm-hmm. something. Yeah, yeah. And, we, and and we always do. <coughs> excuse me, we always do published mm-hmm. works. So we 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 haven't gone into writing original stuff as of yet. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I don't yeah. know. But but we are uh, pretty. Well, one thing we I would say we're all pretty stubborn people. So writing together would be a challenge, a joy, and a, mm. yeah. But it's maybe. Maybe on the horizons. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. see. We've all got some unique. But as actor, as as uh, as an actor-driven collective, we mm-hmm. we tend to just want to find just scripts yeah. that we can really sink our teeth into. That we already so, know. Yeah. Yeah. Are vetted and. When for the lotteries each year, do you go or? If we can, yeah. if we're off work, yeah. at least one or two of us try to. I don't know how I feel about going anymore. <laughs> because it makes you sad, it makes or me sad every year. well, only because you know you're like in, and I think I feel I would feel better if I was at home, not in the room, not getting into fringe, you know, you just uh, like just like the numbers, like every time they call, they like, and then somebody's reaching in, and you're like, oh, this is the one. Is it gonna be no? That's not the one. It's like <laughs> this, this roller coaster the whole way through, and it's just I don't even know if I can take it. <laughs> but it's half the excitement. It is, it is. But now I'm thinking maybe maybe the golden ticket is not to go for me. I don't know. <laughs> Get someone to live tweet the results. Yeah. And then well, they they tend they, to tweet I think the they results. did they the, do. Last, the last they one. They do. I'm to remember. Uh, which is always helpful. So you can. So it's good that you don't have to be there to accept it. Yes, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's not like yeah. an award. You can yeah. Like, sort of, Go up and get your picture yeah. taken. Yeah. <laughs> or like a raffle. It's like no, no, okay. We're just no, gonna pick the next one. Up. Oh, you, they would pack the place if you had to be there to accept Oh, them. absolutely. Like, nobody would not be there. 
Yeah, in transact, I'd have to go somewhere else. It wouldn't be enough. Yeah, be outside. Wouldn't be enough space. Um, so a couple of questions, just just as we're finishing off, uh, is Triple Bypass online social media website? It absolutely is. www.triplebypassproductions.com, and obviously we're on Facebook as well and Twitter. Triple Bypass To. I can't remember. Yeah. Are we on Instagram too? And on Instagram under the same handle, but it's all linked to the website, so you can go there and. Very cool. And then, uh, yeah, probably put a ticket link thing up when when, the when they go, go on, on sale, sale yeah. just to make it easier. And yeah. And how about how about you guys individually? Are you on the do you have websites, uh, uh, Twitter, uh, yeah. Instagram? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Um, I think I just went on Twitter just uh, for for the purpose of. Of, of our company, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't really actively tweet anything until we're doing a show, really. But, but uh, my thing is always trying to get the playwright to tweet out the show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we got uh, Eric Bogosian tweeted out our show, and and Stephen Adligirgis tweeted out our uh, our last our Den of Thieves show. So that was always exciting. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Shout out that. And maybe next, maybe the next, the next step will be to get them to come up and see the show. But um, yeah, and I'm on Facebook. Yeah. That's that's about it. I have a I, I yeah. I mean, I've got demo material on Vimeo and YouTube mm. and stuff like that. But that's, and the link is on Triple Bypass's website. Oh, is it? Oh, it okay. is indeed. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I have uh, MelaniePine.com is my nice. personal website. Um, Twitter, Instagram, both. Yeah. Yes. At Pine Melanie, I think one is, and at Mel SP13 is Instagram, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> Got it all locked up there somewhere. Well, thanks a lot, you guys. This Thank you. Can we maybe, do you want to just run down? Because uh, we haven't actually mentioned exactly who's in the show. Oh, and, shit. And so let's, yeah, let's, absolutely. Let's, let's absolutely. just, let's just kind of yeah, throw some gotta, shout outs to our, get, like, our cast and our director and, yeah. oh, and our other producers so and stuff like I that. Will. That's important to have it to have it written down. I had somebody like call me after. Yeah, you like, can I edit. Forgot somebody. You can, can edit this part out, right? You can edit uh, this part out. <laughs> All right. So our director is Christopher Hayes. Uh, producer is myself, Melanie Pine. Uh, Chris Whitby, and then we have Amanda Armagon and uh, Tom Zimmerl is collectively is triple bypass the four of us uh, Max is going to be played by Tom uh, Jane is Joanne Serezin hopefully I'm saying that right <laughs> uh, Donnie is Antonino Peruti uh, I am playing Pam stage manager is Stephanie Williams and our gun handler media rep is Karina Kojin our fight director is going to be Nate Bitten. Great. We, yeah, we work with him a lot. Yeah. And uh, and set design. Set, set design is Sean McDowell and set builder is Mike Vetrovich. There hope, we are. I hope I'm pronouncing there's everything a, correctly. Just, I mean, just to jump back into like conversations about stuff, there's, for friends, there's always that question about how much set do you choose to have? That, that, it's been a challenge. That's been our challenge because uh, our set designer Sean he 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 designed a beautiful beautiful set and it would be a no brainer if it wasn't fringe. Yeah, um, it's cool. Yeah, but just like it, to fit in that I think it's two by five feet yeah, backstage. Like, like you have to make we're thinking maybe the bed hollow so we can yeah. just 
but there's but at the same time you need things to, you don't want to compromise the show either so it's no, it's a fine line, uh, it's a fine line and and uh, uh, I think we're back to the drawing board though, we're about, yeah back and forth and back and forth and we're keeping a few elements and seeing how we can yeah because the other, you know, the other thing is like how quickly can you put it up and take it's it down, which is always like fifteen minutes. You got yeah. in between shows, right? So the yeah. Fifteen minutes. I mean, sometimes. I mean, sometimes if you're like we have a ninety minute slot, but maybe our show will run eighty four minutes, yeah. so we got an extra six minutes to add into that mm-hmm. fifteen. So, but then because you, you, you know if you're not if you because you sometimes there's crossover. Like I've been. Like tearing stuff down, and the other people are starting to come in. You're like, we're not done. Usually, they they hold off. They're usually good about keeping the the next show mm-hmm. out of the theater until yeah. we're done, until the, the previous big, is done. Yeah. At least the past Mariah was really good with that. That's good when we did the that's show good. last time. Um, just, yeah, you just go like, okay, this person's doing this thing, you're doing this thing, and sort of comes like a little oh, army that moves plan. in quickly, and then because yeah. you want a few minutes to like settle, and you got to put on your costume and. and you know, get yourself yeah. psyched right before you mm-hmm. go out there so you don't yeah. want to be drilling something yeah. two minutes before the I've curtain done, goes up. I've yeah. done, like, um, like we rehearsing the, the like, the setup mm-hmm. as, like, here's how we put together this set and we have this much time. Can we do it in this much time? And like, I think so you have to. So when we get to. into the space, it's just, like, there's never any stress because it's part of the show mm-hmm. and you just get it in set up and then you're ready to go and because you've rehearsed it like it's part of the show you're just it, nobody's stressed because it's just another part of yeah it. i think you have yeah. to do that unless you have it your set as a chair yes <laughs> yeah 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 i think you definitely have to do that we did that yeah we did that before and i, I think we ended up our setup was done in five minutes mm. i think last time we got it nice and tight nice yeah nice. But yeah, even the tech rehearsal, sort of tech time with the focusing your lights and all that, is your only time to, if you have enough time to rehearse, because that would be your dress mm-hmm. almost yeah, before yeah, you yeah. go on. So mm-hmm. we, even if it's just a couple scenes, just to hear what you sound like in the space and angles, mm-hmm. because sometimes the where you've been rehearsing it isn't exactly the yeah. stage space. So just yeah, to make to sure, make adjustments, yeah, sort of, yeah. like sort of. Yeah, blocking, like yeah, blocking and, adjustments, and, and and to find your light and where's the edge of it. And yeah, there's a lot of moving parts uh, for a fringe show. Mm-hmm. It only gets a three hour tech slash dress. They are patient. Those technicians in the theater, so patient. Whenever I'm doing a show, I there's two questions that I ask my theater tech. Number first question: How do you take your coffee? Ha! <laughs> Second question: yes. What is your drink of choice? Because. One before the show, one, before the show, one, one after the show. Before. Like, if you're the first show in there, you get them there, you bring them with their coffee. If they're the last show of the night, you bring them there, the drink of choice. Yeah. And, you know, you got to take care of them. And they'll they're take taking care of you. you. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks a lot, sure. guys. Thank oh, you. Thank you, man. Thank you so very much.